570. In L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney, Rodney Pete. It's available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. And we continue. Fred Rogan, Jonas Knoxon today for Rodney on AM570, LA Sports. So are you excited about the All-Star game tonight? Yeah, I actually am. Uh, and I don't know what it is. Uh, and we talked about the home run derby, maybe it not being here last year. And uh, and the fact that we got to see it again, and it was a really good event. It was fun to watch. Shohei Otani got eliminated early, but went out in a blaze of glory, uh, basically in double overtime. That was enjoyable. But there's something about baseball this year that I have a newfound appreciation for. I, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I've been more into baseball this year than I have been in quite some time. And I don't know if it's just because it feels like more normal. It feels like we're getting back to a normal place. But, you know, getting to go to Dodger Stadium a couple weeks ago and taking a game, you just you, you start to look around and go, all right, this is awesome. And and, and out, even if it was just, you know, not the upgrades that we talked about at the time and all the things they've done to the outfield and the entertainment aspects and all that, I just feel like there's a newfound interest in baseball, whether it's Tatis, whether it's the Dodger-Padre uh, rivalry, whether it's Shohei Otani, I think the state of California has got some of the more interesting storylines going, and especially Southern California this year in Major League Baseball. Yeah. For whatever reason, I would agree. People do seem to have more interest. Shohei Otani, and again, with him tonight pitching, it, it's so bizarre, and I, I can't emphasize it enough. He plays in Southern California. He's here. He's the biggest story in baseball, and he's got a higher profile outside the market than he does inside. I yeah. understand the Dodgers and, and the legacy brand. I get all that. But, man, when you've got somebody that good, you would think at least a few more people would take notice. Bill, Bill Plachke made a point in which he said it's an hour and a half to get there. I think the traffic is a real problem. Because and and I only know this because I I worked and and helped out at a uh, at a local radio station that was based out of um, Angel Stadium with the great Jeff Biggs, one of the one of the great people in all of sports radio. I know Jeff. And, yeah, and, and he's awesome. Um, and really good dude, and, and I love him. And and he was kind enough to let me sit in, um, you know, uh, sort of take in radio. And it was early before I had ever been employed by a radio station. But I remember I would leave from Ventura County. On, on like a Thursday at 3.30, Fred, I wouldn't get there till 7. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a hike, man. So how are you expecting to get people outside of Orange County to come to these games? And I'm leaving at 3.30. What about the people that get off work at 5 that want to go see an Angel game? It's not happening, man. I can remember it was like clockwork. For whatever reason, my body would tell me, all right, we have to go to the bathroom now. And it was always at Indiana Street. And I have no idea why. <laughs> I, I, I pulled off at Indiana Street every single time because my body just recognized there's a long way to go. And then once you hit Knott's Berry Farm and you, you get to the 90, you're kind of the coast is clear after that. But it is such a grind and so demoralizing. I wonder if people just look at it and go, man, I'd love to see this guy play in person, but I'm not going to sit in three-hour traffic to go do so. Yeah, but look at it like this. The people People in Orange County, they don't drive to see the well, some do, but I'm saying it's that that's the drive to see the Dodgers. There are three million people in Orange County. 
See, a lot I, of people in Orange okay, County. I, I feel like the drive going there is more difficult than the drive coming to L.A. County. Well, you the, only feel that way because the drive home always seems shorter. Well, I don't. I, so you think that the drive from Orange County to Dodger Stadium is is more difficult than the drive from, say, Dodger Stadium to Anna to Angel Stadium? I think it depends on what time you go. See, I, I disagree. I I think it takes longer to get from Dodger Stadium to Angel Stadium than vice versa. Kevin, what do you think? You're an Angel guy. I haven't noticed a discernible difference, to be honest with you, greatly one way or the other. Hey, Kevin, this is sports radio. you got to pick a side even if you don't believe it. Come on. <laughs> well, if that's the case, clearly it takes much longer to get from Angel Stadium to Dodger Stadium. Thank you. Damn it. Yeah, right. Why did I say that? Yeah, you now forced him to do it. Damn right. it. No, when we lived in Calabasas, for example, we wanted wow. to go to a Kings game. A t- tough neighborhood there, huh, right. Fred? Main streets right there. Boy, yeah. Boy, uh, well, but what, rubbing so boy, elbows hey, with Bieber. Yeah, boy, yeah. Uh, where, where'd you go? Uh, where, where'd you go when things got tough? Uh, King's Crab House, Fred. <laughs> yeah, they remodeled it, by the way. Yeah, in the Commons. Yeah, yeah, you, you in the Calabasas Commons. How about that? Yeah, the problem was once you were out there, you were there. I, I, wa- goes- I walked. I walked into a Ralph's to pick up something there at the and, Commons. Yeah, and it was like the record player skipped. Uh, people were like, "Oh, this guy clearly is not from around here." Oh no, they they wouldn't have looked at you like. Well, no. They wouldn't have looked at you yeah. like that. They would have talked behind your back. Yeah, very good. Yeah, but they wouldn't have looked at you. You wouldn't okay, have known. Yeah. I'm glad we cleared that up. That's yeah. good. But when we would leave from Calabasas to go, let's say, to Staples to see the Kings, it'd be two and a half hours. Two and a, If you didn't leave by 2.30, you're screwed. We'd go down there. We'd leave at 2.30. We'd sit down there for three hours before the game because the traffic was so bad. If you've ever been to San Diego, the rule is... Don't leave between two, 2 and 7 on a weekday. If you leave between 2 and 7 on a weekday, you're screwed. It's not happening. That's why it almost makes more sense to take an Amtrak because it's going to take four hours anyways to get there via train. So you hop on the train, have a couple of suds, get off in San Diego, and let it rip. Well, that being said, because when you get on the train, you meet people. It gives you a chance to bond. gives you a yeah. chance to form new relationships and friendships. And isn't that what we're about, the people? We're about the people. That's what we do, Fred. We're about the kids. Yes. We're about unity. We're about love. Yes. And to provide that for us, we now welcome on Victor the Brick with the Daily Haiku at 2. And Vic, good afternoon. Really, Fred. Good afternoon, Fred. Hello, Vic. Where is it? What happened to your patience? Well, Rodney leaves for two weeks in the Mediterranean, and you, you lose your patience. Why are you yelling at me? That wasn't me. Who else was? Who was it? snoring? What? What was that? Are you deaf now too? Who else was it, Fred? <laughs> Who else has the machine with the button that says "snore" on it in front of them? Ronnie. There you go. Oh, there you no. go. Fred, you, Fred, 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 come on now. Fred, Fred. come on. What are you doing? <laughs> Good God, Fred. Can we start it over? This is, so, this is so disrespectful. Absolutely. Can we start it over? Right, let's, let's start again. Hold on. <laughs> including your, including your, your transition, Fred. Uh, I'll, I'll set you up for it. Go ahead. And that's why, Fred, you want to take the Amtrak to San Diego. It's going to take four hours anyways. Have a couple of suds and let it rip when you get off in San Diego. You know, Jonas, 
that that sets this up perfectly. <laughs> because when you go on the Amtrak like that, you meet people, right? Yeah. You form new relationships, That's new right. friendships. Yeah. Isn't that what we're about? You better believe it. The people, the kids. Yes. Love, unity. Yes. And to provide that better than anyone else. We welcome on Vic the Brick, 90 seconds later, with the haiku at two. And Vic, good afternoon. It's a vast improvement, Fred. You didn't let it marinate one second this time. Well, but I figured we, we already had the marination. This is a marination dose. Okay. All right. Hello, Vic. Hi, Fred. Thank you. He's in for a Rodney Pete. He's doing a fabulous job. I love the traffic talk. It's nutty. It's wacky, and it's a reality. It's Jonas Knox. Hola, papi. I'm not. Ah, uh, yeah. Was that He's executive real? producer of the real? Rogan and Rodney show. It was real. Yeah. Vic, He's multi skilled. Vic, that wasn't Please the... put your hands together. Vic, stop. You show the Vic, love for Kevin Figures. Stop. Stop. <laughs> stop. Did you just do that sound again? That wasn't the drop? Yes. Do it again. Konnichiwa. <laughs> Feels like we're on the set of Boogie Nights. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. One of the great pool party scenes of all time, Boogie Nights, no? <laughs> that is a great point. Right. That is a very good point. That was some pool party they had. Pull up those pants. I have this no one did. large, no one did bulging growth. I love Burt Reynolds in that movie. Burt was just you, you off the hook, him. off the freaking chain. You had to love him. By the way, Cannonball, Cannonball Run, that is a great movie. Is it not with Burt Reynolds? No doubt. Yeah. Anything with Burt. How about Deliverance? Classic. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what I was getting into. Uh, somebody recommended it. and uh, Yeah. A little, a little creepy, maybe? Yeah. Just a little bit? Yeah, it actually, it, it, it actually, it legitimately, I'm not even just saying this to be funny, it legitimately made me depressed. Like, I was upset sure. that I watched it afterwards. It was a very, very uh, pensive movie and a very riveting movie, and I think it opened up a lot of people's eyes to uh, going river rafting. <laughs> yeah, the dangers that come along with it. River rafting in Appalachia. Not the safest... Uh, Summer endeavor. Well, Might be safer to go up with uh, Virgin Airlines up into the sky, up into the up into the sky. Two hundred and fifty thousand, Vic. That's what it'll cost you. Yeah, listen, someone's got to pay. It. That fuel's expensive. Yeah. And the experience—it's called uh, experience cash. You got to pay the cash for the big experience. That's what life is, Vic. People want experiences. So true. So true, Fred. Speaking of experiences, he's had many and he, he's enriched himself and all of us with his experiences and his wisdom. It's the executive producer. It's Kevin Figures. Yeah, come on now. Bull 
program. And his mm-hmm. diversity in his background is helping him a lot tonight. <laughs> He's the master of audio, time, and space. Please put your hands together. It's Ronnie Fascio. He's the moo, the chi, and VTB, y'all. I think he should be uh, ashamed thing. of himself. Come Fred's like a little kid with a toy. I mean, every day. He can't stop doing it. Well, listen, kids, you know where I'm heading. No, we don't. There's only one place. I'm heading for Denver, Colorado. Okay. For tonight's action. But before we get there, you know, they distributed the uh, Emmy nominations uh, this morning. Oh, they did? We all watch TV. I watch it. You know, I watch it hard. I'm a big TV uh, addict. How do you how do you watch TV hard, Vic? You just you, you watch a lot of stuff. I'm hard. I'm a hard TV guy. Okay, you can pick that up. You you can you can clip that. F8 I've that learned this back. game now. Yeah, F eight that in the back, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Guess who guess who had the most nominations? What uh, broadcast entity hey, Jonas, had the most uh, Emmy nominations? You want to know, Vic? He told just us. Just take his, a guess. Okay, good. You want to hear what Vic told us his nickname was? What's that? Captain Teabag. <laughs> he said know. that. I was drinking a lot of tea in one phase, Jonas. Yeah, I mean, listen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, hey, you know what I always say, Vic? Just, if, if the shoe fits, yeah. don't stub your toe. There you go. Wise words. Remember Michael Tuck? He used to do the news at Channel 2. Michael sure. Tuck. Yeah. yeah. Remember him? He came from San Diego? Yes. He went to the store. He's kind of like Rob Parker. He saw a pair of shoes. He liked the shoes. He thought they were great shoes. They were too small for him. He didn't care. He wanted the shoes. He wore the shoes. Then he had surgery on both feet. For wearing shoes too small. I mean, you know, fashion sometimes takes sacrifices. Apparently. Yeah. You got to carry your feet. So important. That's your foundation. And listen, uh, uh, Vic, you know uh, your lovely wife when she wears high heels? Tell me she's not yearning to get into a pair of Uggs afterwards. I mean, come on. Like, this is... It is oh, no not, doubt. Not, comfort. It's all about yes, comfort. It's, it's just brutal. It's all about comfort. Have you guys made any wild guesses who was the most TV nominations yet? Netflix. I'm going to go... Wrong. I'm going to go Telemundo. <laughs> Wrong. Univision. Incorrect. The most nominations? I'm going to say... Uh, Edging out Netflix by just one. Prime Video. HBO. Oh, HBO. All right. Yeah, sure. 130 nominations. I think Netflix, 129. Wow. God, once HBO got rid of boxing, that really broke my heart. Really broke my heart. It's a shame. Are we on the air? Yeah, we are. Oh, sorry. So the haiku, of course, is all about Otani-san. Wait, wait a minute. What happened to the rest of the nominations? I thought you were going to talk about that. Uh, no, that's it. I mean, there's so many great TV out there right now. You know, 2021. Is this not the golden age of television? Fine. If you really With so fo- many options and so much quality programming, it's not just the major networks anymore. If you really follow TV as you say you do, I'd like you to tell me who Uzo Aduba. Uzo Aduba. What was she nominated for? Uzo Aduba. 
You 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 watch it hard, Vic. The Crown? No. In treatment. In treatment? In treatment. What's that about, Fred? It's about uh, receiving treatment. <laughs> well, we can all relate to that. <laughs> I'm, I'm medicated even as I speak. It's apparent. All right, let me give you one more. What was Samira Wiley nominated for? Now, I'll give you the category. Outstanding Supporting okay. Actress in a Drama Series. Samira Wiley. What was she nominated for? Because you, you're hard. You watch it hard. Well, I can't watch it all because there's such a myriad of incredible uh, sensational television shows out there. Okay, it's three words. The first word is the. The what? Samira the, Wiley. The. T-H-E. The. Yes. yes. The what? T-H-E. The what, Vic? The Beautiful Affair. The Beautiful Affair is incorrect. It was The Handmaid's Tale. Okay. I'm looking at some of these shows that were nominated. I never heard of any of these. I never watched any of them. Outside of uh, Cobra Kai, which was in the Best Outstanding Comedy Series, um, which which has some of the worst acting uh, anywhere. I mean, the fact that they that this filmed on location in Atlanta and they try and fool us and make us think it's the San Fernando Valley is just bizarre. Uh, I, I don't know what, uh, whose idea that was. Maybe it was cheaper to film there. But half that show's filmed in Atlanta, Fred. First of all, it is cheaper to film there, and I thought it was all done in the San Fernando Valley. It's not. In Atlanta. That's why you don't see any mountains in the background. Interesting. Yeah. Vic, can you name... Well, Sudeikis is getting a lot of love with that, you know, with that lasso. Oh, it's great. That lasso show, he plays a, um, a soccer coach. Did you see it, Vic? Jason Sudeikis. Yes. He's getting you, a lot of love. Did you see it? I've seen some episodes. They're good. Yeah, very good. Very good show. Okay. But there's so much quality television out there. It's truly, we, we truly live in the golden age of TV. You know what? You know what my favorite. So all the great writers and producers, and you know. The yeah. You know my favorite. Blue collar, uh, my favorite blue collar TV show. He dudes doesn't, he doesn't and dudettes. He doesn't listen. Hell Vic, of a job. Vic, Vic, you know what my favorite TV show is? No. Going Rogan. I'm looking for the nomination. Fine show. I, I don't see it on here. It, yeah, it's weird. I think there were nine nominations. It got no, not, I don't know what's up with that, Fred. I'm, yeah. I'm shocked. I demand a probe. You, you've been probed many times. Vic. We pointed that out. <laughs> for, I understand that. For medical that. reasons. We don't need to go into it now. Every going Rogan deserves at least a, a couple of nominations. I would say. I By would the way, say. if you ever do win an Emmy, do, do people that have been on Going Rogan also get an Emmy? No. As like a guest? Why no. not? That's a great question. That's a great question. Um, because the way the Emmys work, if you're nominated and you want to win an Emmy, you have to pay $250. Really? And now, let's say you're on the show, and it got nominated, and it won. But you were on the show? Yeah. You can't get a ceremonial Emmy, but that's $350. Really? Yeah. That, that's a real thing? That's, I you swear get, to God. You got to pay for your Emmys? Yes. What is this, like a high school football? Your team wins a, a CIF championship? You, you got to pay for the ring? Yeah, you buy your own ring. Oh, kiss my ass. I'm not interested. I'm out. That might have been a little severe. I mean, come on, man. You've got to pay for your, your Emmy Award? What are we doing here? You have to pay to enter the Emmys. Oh, it's my $250 God. $250 what, per what happen, And what happens to that money? What do they do with that money? They put it to the Academy. 
Yeah. What? L- lawyer fees for the cast of Full House? That's got to be one of them, yeah. Special kudos to Keenan Thompson. He's up his new show, his new comedy show. Funny guy. From SNL, the great Keenan Thompson. Funny. He got a nomination. Love his work. Always have. He's so funny. Yeah. My good, my God. Talk about comedy. Keenan Thompson's show is up. You know, with Don Johnson. Yes. That, uh, that, that crazy uh, consortium. It's fun. Fun show. You should do a reality it's show. It's about a morning show. Vic, it doesn't, it's like a morning show mockery. Vic, I have to tell you, I'm looking at the nominations. It's not nominated. Keenan Thompson's show is not nominated? No. On the comedies. That's what I'm looking at. Blackish, Cobra Kai, Pen 15, right. LA in Paris, Axe, Ted Lasso, Flight Attendant, which was great, and Kaminsky Method. Keenan is nominated for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Series. Yeah, for his series. Oh, his comedy his, didn't get loved? But his actual show th- looks like it is not. No. Oh, I'm shocked. It's an outrage, Vic. Did they remake That's Perry a funny Mason? funny show. With John Lithgow? They remade Perry Mason, and it was terrible. Why? It was terrible. Jeez, I can Fred. imagine. They made him a private dick. It was very dark. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching, and I said, this is so depressing. That's what they called them back then, Jonas. Depressing? No. Should, should they all be private, Fred? <laughs> yeah. I'm, unless you're Draymond Green on a bus. Yikes! You're telling me. Or Pee Wee Herman in a movie theater. I was going to say, one or the other. Any other nominations you want to talk about, Vic, that didn't get nominated? Hey, by the way, let me ask you. Let me get, ask well, you, you know, it's, it's, it's such a, uh, a long, long, crazy list. But I just wanted to give special love to the, uh, the TV shows out there. But what, what i got to give love to the greatest show on earth right now. What about Queen's Gambit? That's what this Gambit? haiku is all about. And what about Queen's Gambit? Yeah, it was nominated. Where was it nominated? I'm not seeing it anywhere. I thought it was nominated in drama. Oh, no, the actress was. It wasn't in the uh, drama series, no. This has outstanding, outstanding limited series, Queen's Gambit. Oh, oh okay. All right. That was a good show. Limited, that was okay. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. So much quality TV out there. We're very lucky. But we're very lucky to have quality radio, AM570 LA Sports. Hello. Damn right. right. Well, you're listening to quality radio. That's right. Yeah. Listen, very especial haiku written by yours truly. Why aren't we nominated for VTB. anything? VTB. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. You've, you've written the haiku today? Yes, I have. Oh, my God. It's a haiku for you on this Tuesday, July the 13th. And you know where I'm going. We waited this long and now you made one up today? Please be about Pee Wee Herman. I wrote it. Yeah. I was inspired. Please. By Please. number 17. Make it erotic. Now everyone's wearing number 77, of course, in honor of the great Henry Aaron. But this is all, all about 17. Wait a minute. Henry Aaron didn't wear 77. Yeah, it was 44. It was 44, Vic. Yeah. 44? Yeah. The great Henry Aaron? I, I got my numerals uh, all mixed up. I'm so, you, uh, <laughs> Hammer and Henry, give me a... Uh, 
Michael Thrus, apologies to the great Aaron. What baseball player wore 77? Uh, this is, uh, Vic, Vic, simple mistake. Uh, you confuse Henry Aaron. I mean, Howard and, Johnson uh, wore 77. Hold Joe, no? Vic, uh, uh, simple mistake. You confuse Henry Aaron with Andrew Whitworth. Happens all the time. Right. <laughs> Separated at birth. Love Whitworth. Vic? Otani-san, greatest show on earth, most amazing Japanese import since sushi, beyond ramen, transcending Toyota, Otani-san, I'm feeling you! It was truly. Beyond ramen? Yeah, that's that's the line that got me as well. Beyond ramen. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I bought the sushi, I thought, oh. okay, Toyota. Beyond Ramen. Vic, I think you carried it a step too far. <laughs> Beyond Ramen. Oh, man. By the, by the way, who hasn't had ramen before? I mean, when, when times are tough, when you're coming up in the radio business, everybody's had a ramen. Oh, oh no, you think top ramen, not actual ramen. You oh. have some good quality ramen, but yeah, top ramen, I know yeah, all about t- it. Yeah, top ramen. Like, like when you grew up in radio and you were trying to get a start in radio, let me tell you something. Everybody had a ramen week at least once a month. And if it was a special night, you get some hot dogs, slice it up, and throw it in there, too. It's <laughs> a good point, If you want yeah. to splurge a little bit. Yeah, I need some protein. Uh, where, where are my uh, Farmer John's at? Oh, yeah. Fred, you don't know. This is this is way beneath you. You yeah, wouldn't know that. I, I see your, the look on your face. Like, what are you guys talking about? He doesn't get well, it. You wouldn't get it, Fred. When, when yeah. I started in radio, I made $400 a month, and I never ate ramen. That's I mean, how I started, $400 you never, a month. You never cracked an egg on, on, on ramen? No, Vic. Come on, Fred. Get your top ramen out and crack an egg in it, and yeah, there's, there's, that's 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 good eating. Okay, I never did that, so I, I can't, I cannot I mean, agree with your uh, assessment, Jonas. Fred, that was so long ago too. Adjusted for inflation, four hundred dollars a month was like yeah. four hundred grand. Yeah, he's, you're basically a Kardashian at that point, right? Four hundred dollars a month was like four hundred grand. <laughs> yeah, Fred. Yeah, right. <laughs> sure. No, it was four hundred dollars a month. I don't Kevin. think Top Ramen was invented when Fred was that age. Uh, sadly, I think you're right. Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's the truth. <laughs> I'm thinking of the radio business. Everybody eats ramen. I didn't even know what ramen was. Uh, what then. is that? Yeah, what is that? That ramen. Tell you, Top Ramen. That or cup of noodles. Fred you, was you more got a couple of a, ways to go. Fred. Fred seems like to, more of a more of an eggs and bologna kind of guy. Yeah, that's a little bit more fancy. Definitely. Yeah, a little bit. like it's. I can remember being at a Piggly Wiggly in Charleston, South Carolina. It's a supermarket chain down yeah, there. And yeah. I remember walking in. I had $10.12, I swear to God, on this. And I had to eat for a week. And you got to go Top Ramen. You go a pack of hot dog buns are 99 cents. Pack of hot dogs are 99 cents. Then they had some two for a dollar uh, microwavable pizzas, a bag of pretzels uh, to go along with some mustard uh, to make it seem like, uh, you know, I'm really splurging. And, uh, and you just let it rock, Fred. But again, you don't understand what Vic, myself, uh, you know, Kevin, Ronnie, what we've had to go through in the radio business. You, you started, uh, you didn't start from the bottom and now you're here. You started up top and now you throw change and dollar bills off the building and see us all fight and scramble for it on the streets of LA. I started in Globe, Arizona, bordered by the San Carlos Indian Reservation and the Inspiration Consolidated Copper Company. I was Uncle Fred. We gave away Kiko balls. I made $400 a month. We used to sell spots to J.C. Penney's for 25 cents. Yeah, I think I pretty much understand what it was like back in the day, Jonas. I went to Yuma. It became rock and roll Rogan. 
every day. Another no, biscuit from the ever loving oven I hit. <laughs> I made seven hundred dollars a month. Yeah. And I got on TV and oh, I paid yeah. me five dollars a day. I Wait, think I pretty much get it. Give you give us your tagline in Yuma. What was it? I was uh, Rock and Roll Rogan. Another biscuit ones? from the ever loving oven. I don't know so much about music. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Another biscuit from Another the biscuit. Ever- That's right. And Globe, Uncle Fred, the kitty's friend, the ambassador of mirth and merriment. A ray of sunshine in your otherwise dreary day. Yeah. Here yeah, are the four seasons. Good. Yeah. I think I said it at the Fred, Do you look at yourself in the mirror every day when you go home and say that? Kind of rekindling your youth there? DJ Fred. Do I do it now? Oh, no, but I did it then. Yeah, <laughs> Never mind, Fred. Yeah. yeah, yeah he, he towels off with a $100 bill. Come on. What? He <laughs> <laughs> uses 50s as toilet paper. Yeah. Well, Vic, thanks for starting that. Really appreciate it. You said John. Love off. it. Oh, you love it. All right. <laughs> um, when we come back, we'll get you caught up on everything that's happened. Let us yeah. give you money. Your chance to win $1,000 is right now. Yeah. Text the nationwide keyword. Easy to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Once again, that's easy to 200-200. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much. Yes. Speaking of which, traffic. Bringing you LA's best sports talk weekdays, noon to three. Rogan and Rodney. Hey, we go, little mama, I can lip lock. Could you spend a hundred on some new socks? Hey, Fred Rogan, Jonas Knox for Rodney today. Vic is here as well. Uh, you know, Vic, I thought I delivered a terrific haiku. A little RTK Come on. here, Fred. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, RTK, you know what RTK is. What are you talking about? Yeah. Rich the Kid. Exactly. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that, Kevin? No reason. He has no idea what you mean. <laughs> What's your favorite Rich the Kid song, Fred? This one? <laughs> <laughs> He's the human Shazam. <laughs> right. Just hold him up to a speaker. Fred will tell you what's playing. <laughs> it's lit. Stories lighting up the sports headlines. Brought to you by our buddy Jacob and Ronnie. You got a problem? He's got an answer. Accident or injury? Call Jacob and Ronnie. Call Jacob. Your favorite commissioner, Rob Manfred, did his state of the league address today. Of course, ahead of tonight's All Star Game. And I talked about a couple of rules changes that were implemented last year that may be going away in the future. Talking about the extra inning rule that was implemented last season, he says he does not believe that's going to stick around. That was put in specifically for COVID reasons to try to shorten the length of games, as well as the extra runner on second base, which has gotten some mixed reviews. Some people loved it. Some hated it. It looks as if he's going to try to take the extra the runner off of second base at the start of extra innings as well. And also talking about the shift. We know this year in the minor leagues, they started implementing uh, where they're taking away the shift. You have to have a certain amount of infielders on a certain side of the infield. And uh, he said that, uh, quote, this is not change, it's restoration. That's why people are in favor of it. Front offices in general believe it will have a positive effect on the play of the game. I'm hopeful that we will have a productive conversations with the Players Association about this change. So it looks like they're looking in, seriously looking at having away or doing away with the shifts there, Fred. 
Okay, so what he's saying is they're going to get rid of the runner on second base. Yep. And uh, the seven-inning doubleheaders. Likely gone as well. Yeah. But what they'll consider is putting in this shift rule. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, I got no problem with the shift rule, and I also like the guy in second base. I think that's that's good. It speeds up the game. It does make it more exciting. Uh, uh, the uh, seven-inning doubleheaders. You know, I don't mind that either, to be honest with you. I really don't. Okay, but listen, that's an extra four innings of baseball. There's a lot of revenue attached to that. Uh, I, I, the, Wait a minute. Idea, How can there be more revenue attached to seven-inning games? Well, no, I'm saying— They shut if, down, you know, last call, seventh inning. No, I'm saying ad revenue, uh, TV networks, things like that, commercials, sponsorship opportunities. There's two more innings to work with, so you have the ability to, to get more uh, from a business standpoint. I never thought the seven-inning doubleheaders was going to stay. Um, the shift— Look, I, I don't like it, but there's also something to the fact that, well, learn how to hit the other way. I mean, if, if you know, lay down a bunt, if you will. I, and I feel like Otani's success as a batter means that the universal – is the universal DH, is that ever going to be implemented, or are we going to uh, – like, He, we're, he we're, didn't address it today, but I know it's something that's been talked about and is likely to be implemented at some point in the future. See, but don't you think with Otani's success – that now they're going to try and delay it as much as possible, which seems crazy they would do it for one player. But if Otani's a pitcher, now he doesn't get to bat if the universal DH is implemented. Or if you're the Angels, you can just do what you've been doing and just taking away the DH and allowing him to pitch and hit on his start days. Yeah, That's what they've been doing. Yeah, I, I just, man, it, it kills me when you get a couple of guys on base and then the nine spot comes up and you just know it's going to be an out. It's two outs, end of the inning, and you're going to bail out a pitcher because the other pitcher's up at the plate. I, I just I, I don't like that idea. Um, I, I wish they would just go ahead and make everybody uh, have the ability to use the DH. I like hardball getting back to his roots. I hate the shift. I hate the seven-inning doubleheaders. Uh, this never, never felt right to me, but let's face it. What's important is there's now more hitting and less no-hitters. It's like every, it seems every week there was a no-hitter. Baseball recognized that, that the fans don't want to see pitching. The fans want home runs. As the great Robert Jacobs, my 90-year-old brother in Fort Lauderdale says, Vic, the fans want the freaking long ball. Is that what he Screw says? Screw the pitching, and he's right. Behind him to life! That, that's what he says. They, he said, "Screw people want home runs, man." It, it, and that shift is is really detrimental to everybody. It, it, it's kind of ridiculous. It gets when people you out. He, you he want more listen. runs. He's not listening. No one wants to see you know listen. someone you know the left side of the infield and the right side of the infield and robbing people of, of say you know hard hit ground balls in the hole. No it, one wants to see that. To, to Vic's point, people want the ball go through. People want to see the balls go through, Jonas. To Vic's point, there is, there was something a little odd about Manny Machado diving for a ball at right field. It's a little bit weird. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right? It's a little weird. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking of the Angels and uh, pitching, did you see this? So they had 20 draft choices uh, from the draft from yesterday and today. Okay. They took 20 pitchers. Right. Quite literally, every draft choice they had was a pitcher. <laughs> Might have something to do with them having the uh, the worst, one of the worst, the fifth worst ERA, team ERA in all of baseball. And the fact that they're a 500 team, or one game above 500, and their offense is in the top five in pretty much every category. But they have not been able to shore up that pitching over the last, really, decade, if we're to be honest with it. And uh, things are so bad and so dire 
They eschewed everything else and focused only on pitching for the draft. Hey, call to close ratio, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. What do they tell you in phone sales? The more you call, the better your chances are to close. It's basically throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. So uh, one of these has got to pay off, right? It has to. I think there are 20 guys that are going to make the roster. <laughs> Probably oh, can make geez, it right now. I, I think there are 20 guys that are going to be pitching for the Angels. I mean, you're going to disrespect an organization who's had some of the greats like Mike Witt walk through those doors? How dare you, Fred? Is Mike Witt pitching right now? I have no idea. I just remember seeing his starting lineup at Alpha Beta Supermarket when I was a kid. Remember the starting lineup action figure? I remember seeing it on an end dial at an Alpha Beta in Thousand Oaks when I was a kid, and I just thought to myself, why is that there next to the Windex? Just didn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Well, you know what, Alpha Beta? Tell a friend. Is that what? What? You don't know that? No. The old commercials for Alpha Beta, Vic, you remember those. How old are we talking here, Fred? Sure. Uh, 1,100 years ago. No, yeah. uh, with Alan Hamill. Tell a friend. And who's Ooh. Alan Hamill? Nobody knows you. who you're talking about. Is, is, that really? Mark, is that Mark Hamill's brother? Who's that? <laughs> you, honest to God, you don't know? No, I have no clue. Who is Alan Hamill married to? I know Alan Trammell. No, not Alan <laughs> Trammell. Yeah. Alan Hamill. <laughs> Vic, he's married to Suzanne Summers. That's right. That's a good call, Fred. Thank you. <laughs> He's all right. Listen. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I was simply referencing a Mike Witt starting lineup. I didn't know that, you know, Mike Witt starting lineups are going to turn into Suzanne Summers' husband. Oh, forget the All-Star game, by the way. Bless the Angels and their management. It's only taken 10 years to figure out that pitching wins wins championships. Uh yeah, every every selection a pitcher is is brilliant. Is brilliant. I mean, let's face it. A, a Jared Walsh is not going to show up in the you know he was like a what a tenth round draft pick. I mean, those guys. Thirties. Yeah. Uh, those guys don't you know don't, those those are needle and haystacks. At least with the pitching. You're going to get a couple guys who are going to make the major league level. Maybe make your rotation. You know, make you make your bullpen. But everyday players very difficult to uh, you know to nail one. That's a very difficult. One. So uh, this is an epiphany for the Angel organization to go pure pitching. I love it. What draft pick was Mike Piazza? What round was he in? Seventy Six, something. Sixty-two. Yeah. Yeah. It was up there. Sixty-second yeah. round or something. He's got to be the lowest uh, drafted player to be a Hall of Famer. Right? I believe he is. Yeah. yeah. Yes. No doubt. Yeah. And I think the Dodgers took him as like a favor to Tommy Lasorda or something. He wasn't even. They were just like he was like his godfather or something. They had a previous relationship, yes. and that's the only reason why they drafted him was because of his relationship God, to Tommy, his best friend. What a his best, best friend? friend is that what it was, Ronnie? Yeah. Okay. He, he was also a Florida Marlin for about you know an three minutes part, and yeah. uh, and next thing you know, he was with the Mets. I think I think that's how that went. Uh, forget the All Star Game tonight. We have something more important on tap. Yes, we have the uh, Team USA basketball men's team going up against yeah. Argentina tonight. They are now zero two on their exhibition schedule, getting ready for the Olympics. Embarrassed yet again last night. Now, granted, there's more NBA players that play for Team Australia that play uh, for for Nigeria, but still a pretty bad look. Granted, I know they've only been in camp or had like four or five practices together, but some people are panicking right now. Fred saying that Team USA doesn't look that good, and this could be a bad omen uh, for the Olympics here in a couple of weeks. I'm not panicking because these games don't matter. What does it mean? You know, we know what our buddy Mick Cronin says. Check the halftime score. That's for losers. Right. All right. So worry about that. Worry about what happens now. You're a loser. Worry about it when the games start. Then we'll see how it shakes out. It's simple. Yeah. Granted, they, they do need a little more rim protection. 
But aside from that. Yeah, Kevin Love will help with that for sure. Well, you know, he's <laughs> he's got some moves he hadn't shown in about 10 yeah, years. Yeah, come on. He's been saving it for the 2021 Olympics. Oh, God. Come it. on. Right around yeah, the corner the, now. Yeah, no, by the way, is there a more tired act in sports than Greg Popovich going after uh, somebody asking him a, a question at a press conference? He's gotten old. He really is, has. He, he is such a toolbox sometimes. Like, just stop, man. You're being asked questions. Stop trying to, to make it, you know, turn it into a clown show and embarrass everybody asking you the question. I'm so tired of it. It's such a tired act. I love Pop's act. I think it, it, it fills the room with a certain joy, you know, knowing that he has such angst and he's so irritated. I dig it. It's not just going to be, a, you know, a, a boring press conference when you got Popovich. I dig that. The bottom line is they don't play defense. You, you, know, you got Kevin Durant, you got uh, Dame Lillard. He, those are your two big names on the on the uh, Olympic squad. You know, and Nigeria and Australia can play, man. They can play some ball. Nick, I, I think it's a bit extreme to say Nigeria can play, man. <laughs> they can play some <laughs> ball. They ran some ball. They, 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 they have an Okafor. They got guys. Nigeria so has NBA guys. This is not your mother's Nigeria getting blown out by 50. I mean, this Nigeria team can play. I was just making sure that Vic was done. Yeah, he's done. All right, that's what's lighting up the headlines. Kevin's been great. Nigeria can play some ball, man. (laughs) They can play. We'll finish playtime next. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. LA's best sports talk weekdays noon to three. Hogan and Rodney. Hey, keep listening for your chance to win a meat district party pack. Party meat district butcher crafted premium meat. The better way to burger. Eat meatdistrict.com. Good to learn about the meat district today. Damn right. Hey man, what what a thrill! Thanks for doing it again, uh, Fred. Uh, you, Ronnie, Kevin, Vic, you guys make it so much fun and so easy. In all honesty, this has been one of the most enjoyable uh, stretch of shows I've ever done in radio because of you guys, and you guys do an awesome job. And I'm an honored to be a part of it, man. We're honored to have you. We appreciate you. Thank you, Jonas. You can hear my Fox Sports Radio, Kevin, Ronnie. Thank you. Rodney's back tomorrow. Late night down sunset, like in the scene. What's the worst they can do to a player? Got me lost in hell to live and die in LA on bail. My people say, to live and die in LA.